0: Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Welcome back to the FCS Football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, your go-to source for in-depth, accurate, and quality analysis on FCS football from the most reliable sources because we are current FCS football players. Coming in hot on this one, Sean. God, like you, it was outside today, right? You're giving them the big sell. Yeah. Yeah, what I you know, got to got to come in swinging. <laughs> it's our first official episode. Of the season. So you got to come in swinging, you know? I
1: guess. I mean, I like to set the expectations low
0: <laughs> so that when they hear us, they're like, ah, oh,
1: it wasn't so bad. I'm Paris <laughs> so, Would you say we have to sound like uh, wannabe professionals? Is that what you... Joe, <laughs> I'm not...
0: <laughs> oh, I made Sean mad. Um, But yes, it is our first official episode of the FCS football season we're at week zero Sean we have games this upcoming weekend in just a couple of days and those two games we are going to break down for you and have a wonderful conversation about them I cannot wait for that I cannot wait <laughs> Why are you talking like I don't that? know I'm just too up. that's my like <laughs> my emphasis voice you know need some emphasis on I, the- it,
1: it wasn't the voice it was um the little space between words
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> got to have some fun with it but like i said we are at week 0 and we are now transitioning to our episodes and you're going to get our first taste of how those are going to sound for in season obviously though we're not going to have anything to break down from the previous week because there was obviously no previous week <laughs> don't give me that look <laughs> But next week, we will be able to do that. We're going to break down these games as a recap. But today, we're going to be breaking them out, breaking them down in a preview and talking about what you can expect. But before we get to those, we're going to be doing our news segment. And how we're going to be doing that is Sean and I are going to be finding things that are relevant that we think we need to talk about. So we're not going to cover every major news story, major news story. But Sean and I will handpick each one thing that we think we need to talk about. So we only have one today because there's not a ton of happenings. There were obviously some moves, if you saw recently, with some starting quarterbacks being announced very recently. Especially that at North Dakota State. But, you know, Sean and I love uniforms and we love to discuss them. An LIU Post, who's been in the process of a rebrand, announced their new uniforms. And they're available on their Twitter, if you haven't seen that. Now, Sean, what are your thoughts on the new uniforms? I think they're very good. I don't like them
1: as much as you do. I really okay. like them, but you seem to like want to go to LIU
0: Post just so you can wear them. Uh, I would not go that far because I would never go to school in Long Island. Never. Never in my life. What is that about? Why are you alienating <laughs> a,
1: an entire subsection li- of New
0: York? I don't like Long Island. Oh, my goodness. I have beef Gosh. with Long Island. Why? I just do. I can't have beef with a, a specific, a very specific, finite location. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, know. But I, I look. Okay, I love kind the uniforms. Of weird to out that, <laughs> I, I'm all for the uniforms. I think they're incredible. They fit the expectations that I was hoping for. It does seem like sometimes these newer programs that don't have the resources will put out some lower quality uniforms, and I think they fit the bill. They look pretty sweet. They're very, very unique. Like we've been talking about this whole time. I I started the
1: conversation. Are you okay?
0: No, what do you? I thought you had a closing point there. No, no, I no, hate what you do. My, no, 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 no <laughs> I, are, Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, because I'm sitting here. I started. I said I liked them a lot. Okay. And then that I said that you liked them more than me. And I made my first point about how you, how you want to go to LIU Post with all the people from okay, Long Island. Okay. You don't Island, need to recap it. And you then don't need you to went into it. your section, you and now I was waiting for you to transition. You, you, you for the top
0: 25 reactions. You don't need to recap. So the next thing they were going to be doing I'm on leaving our us shows a bad review is you're going to leave us a bad review one star. (laughs) Joe DeLeon needs to figure it out. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Was DeLeon stroking out? I, I thought so.
0: All right, so the next thing that we're going to do in every episode right after we do our little news section is our top 25 reactions. As soon as there are changes in movements in the top 25, we're going to react to how the media is doing those rankings in those polls. So since Sean and I already talked about the previous top 25 for hero sports and stats fcs we decided we're going to do the final one that we saw out there it's not the typical one but cbs sports put out their own fcs ranking and i feel it's pretty relevant now sean what was your first thought and you only really have one and it's a reoccurring one what was that thought
1: I hate that I have to keep saying this. I still think Elon is too high up on the list. They're ranked 21 on this list. I think if you lose a very good head coach in Kurt Signetti, then your team is going to face some challenges in the season. So I think that Elon being 21 is a bit of a reach for the uh, circumstances they had to go through. They lost a major team captain uh, on the defensive side. I just do not believe that they are the 21st best team in the FCS, and that's where I'm going to leave it.
0: My two points that I really noticed were Indiana State was a bit high for me at 16. I don't even know if I'd really put them in the top 20 in that range. I'd probably maybe put them at 22, 24. I just don't think that's a very complete team. I don't think they're they're going to finish even in the top 25 by the oh. end of the year. I don't I just don't think Indiana State's very complete. Besides Jonas Griffith, I don't really see What about Hamid Oyedele? Is that
1: your, your boy? Uh, I bet he's got some thoughts about what you're saying is right now. Is he
0: your now. boy? I mean, tell him to listen in. Yeah, I would love boy. to hear what his thoughts are. He doesn't care. He yeah, doesn't, I know he doesn't. He's,
1: he's too big for us.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? No,
1: he's just its just not his... Like uh, physically
0: big? Because that would take a lot to be physically bigger no, than you. No, not physically big. Okay. He's physically
1: better, bigger than you. But uh, Yeah, that's a, that doesn't he, take he, much. He's just above this.
0: Oh. That's
1: what I meant to say.
0: The other thing that I thought was not uh, very fair is Princeton is the only Ivy League school on here, which that I don't have any qualms with, but Princeton is far too low at 24. They were very dominant last year. They made every Ivy League team they played look silly. They also made every other team on their schedule look silly. I think they deserve more than just 24. They're not really losing much. I don't have any lack of confidence in them able to repeat the quality of a season that they had last year they will finish much higher than 24 in the CBS Sports ranking. Now, we're skipping a couple things that we're normally going to do in these next upcoming episodes, but... Do you want to give a little foreshadowing as to what those could be? Well, so the things that we're going to do is we are going to pick specific games that we thought were very, very important, Mm. and we are going to discuss what happened, things that we noticed and how those things impact certain things um, some other things that we're also going to have are and we're, I'm not going to I'm not going to say the name of what these segments are going to be because I want to wait until they come but we're also going to have segments where we talk about the top stat performers who had a crazy stat line that we want to talk about uh, and then a number of other things too that are going to be recapping the previous week after we do those things we transition into our games to watch now obviously we only have two games this weekend so we have two games to watch And those two games are Villanova at Colgate and then Youngstown State at Sanford. We're going to go right on into it talking about Villanova at Colgate. And the things that we're going to talk about are our keys to victory for both teams. Now, Sean, we were doing a pretty deep dive in both of these teams and trying to understand what they both need to do to win. What do you think Villanova, from your perspective, needs to do if they want to come out with a victory and be 1-0 and in Week 0 going into the start of the FCS year?
1: Well, I think it's really interesting. I think a big key to their victory is having success with the now two offensive coordinators that they'll be using after they lost their singular offensive coordinator, Sam Venuto. Villanova is going to be using two coordinators this year. Uh, coach Sean Devine for the run game, who was also their offensive line coach and Chris Bowden for the pass game. So if they can have the uh, strong mesh between the two coordinators, I think that could be helpful for them. I think it takes a less, uh, less stress off of uh, just one person, but it's also a different type of way to run the offense where it's not a singular vision for everything. It, it, I know that some teams in the Ivy League are also um, messing around with this type of uh, give somebody the run game, give somebody the pass game. So it's kind of a new fad in uh, college football. I, I'm excited to see uh, if this becomes, if it works well, if it's a true key to the victory, and if the run game looks sharp alone, and if the pass game looks sharp alone. So I think this could be a key to victory, is having this be successful.
0: Another thing that's really important for them to focus on is that they need to have a very strong defensive day and their presence needs to be known. As we know, Colgate was very, very good defensively, and we're gonna to get to that very briefly. But Villanova also has a, a a pretty strong defense. And last year they dealt with some pretty major injuries that kept some of these guys off the field for the full year. I really need to see some strong play from Christian Benford, Rob Roll, Jaquan Amos, and Julian Williams of that whole secondary. They're all notable players that were contributors last year. They're upperclassmen. We need to see them play. They need we need to see them play hard. And that secondary needs to be an emphasis. Now the other thing that really pointed and stuck out to Sean and I here was that who is playing quarterback? Because last year their offense was abysmal. There were a lot of issues that they were dealing with offensively, and we still don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. And without knowing that, that also goes in line with who needs to come to play. So, Sean, like, what are we looking at at the quarterback situation right now?
1: Well, right now it seems like from the digging that I've done, uh, there are four quarterbacks that are really in the running here, the four being, ready for this, Jack Shetelich. Oh, oh, That was smooth. Oh. Uh, Kadir Ismail, Daniel Smith, and J.P., Patricia.
0: So they have four guys. They have four guys yeah. from
1: what I what I've read that uh, could really be uh, in uh, contention. Shetelich and Ismail got the most time between those four uh, last year. They both had their struggles, but they also had bright spots to allude to them possibly having a good uh, upcoming year and having uh, promise. But it wasn't enough to lock down the job, and I guess there wasn't enough in the spring to determine that any of these four have locked down said job. So it, I, I, they obviously have to make a decision soon if they haven't already made it.
0: You know, with a team that was struggling offensively, there's obviously pluses and minuses to having a new quarterback. It's going to be unsettling not having somebody that's been experienced in, in there, but you could end up, if you pick the right guy, somebody that could be a complete wild card and could throw off this Colgate defense from playing a strong game. I do think um, this the article that I read where nothing
1: was determined yet was written today. Like yeah, like an hour ago or two hours ago, so that means what is it Tuesday yeah, yeah, so five I've days away from, five days away from game game week, and we don't have a, a a certified starter, which is a bit
0: concerning, yeah, that is relatively concerning, I mean, if you think about it from their perspective, they obviously in the coaching rooms and in the offices they definitely know in that quarterback room who is starting right, but that information is not released to us. I'm sure there's probably still a bit of a battle going on. There is a little bit of time for them to still figure that out. But I, I Actually, now that I think about it, it's, it's not probably much. not. Yeah, they, not much time. I would hope that they're not in that type of a situation. Very rarely do teams really announce their starting quarterback because they like to throw off whoever they're playing. It's probably very similar here for uh, Villanova and, and one of the other teams we're going to end up talking about. But Again, very, very important is whoever is under center needs to come ready to play. And if they're not, Colgate's just going to feast on them. So now, Sean, from the perspective of the Patriot League champions from last season, what really stuck out to you as far as a key to victory for Colgate?
1: Well, uh, when I was uh, reading uh, Chuck Burton's article... About Colgate football Chuck Burton He labeled them as The Big Red Blanket The defense last year That only allowed Touchdowns in 6 of the 12 games they played Wow Which is I How do you not it's unsettling. Choose the de- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's
1: like a horror movie <laughs> Like how do you not <laughs> Just a Big Red Blanket Floating around <laughs> in the wind Suffocating people
0: <laughs> It's like the, the the Rubber The tire movie Yeah you know, that, or, or the blob I think I think it's closer to rubber I think you're closer to the blob. Okay, <laughs> keep it professional. <laughs> well, their
1: defense is their key to victory. Obviously, I mean, you lose, you lose some players. Um, a lot of players. Simmer down. You lose some players, and it's players that have established how you do things correctly at this school and this program. So I don't think there's going to be a, a massive turnover. Uh, in a negative perspective there on the defense. I mean, if you've seen, if you're a junior and you saw how the senior ahead of you played uh, and how they locked it down on defense, then you have firsthand experience on what to do and how to lock it down on defense. Now, does that mean they're only going to give up touchdowns in six of the 12 games they played? Probably not. That's an astounding statistic. But it does mean that they do have some form of of infrastructure in place for successful defense, and I think that's going to carry over.
0: For this team as a whole, it's really going to be important of who is going to step up for those key performers that are now gone. They are losing 25 seniors and 10 all-conference players. That's a lot. will be 10 fine. all-conference players. They'll be fine. Uh, look, all I'm saying is that losing that much... Now, they probably have good depth, but losing that much can be enough to hurt a team. Yeah, but they ran away with the Patriot League
1: Patriots conference last year. So how many all per, how many all conference guys uh could there be from the bottom half of that of that? That's that's very league. fair. So which
0: I I'm I don't disagree. And if you remember from the Patriot League episode, I think we both picked Colgate to repeat. I did. Because yeah. they're a very good football program. Yeah. But if we're just talking about them having to strap up and play against a CAA team and a Strong program that is a CAA team. It's a little bit different. Okay. I understand they
1: beat JMU. Do you want to continue? They beat JMU in the playoffs, twenty-three to twenty. Yes. I get it. They got smashed by North Dakota State. But if you're beating what a lot of people consider the second best or possibly best team, oh my god! In the FCS, in the playoffs, that's a huge accomplishment for you. Now, do you want to continue this conversation into the game picks, or would you rather just get to the game pick now?
0: Um. No, I want to wait until we get to the game picks. Okay. I don't want to to mess up our structure here. All right, it's, that's our, fine. it's already the it's first fine. week. I don't want to be just <laughs> saying screw it. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it live. <laughs> and do you want to get to your last, uh, um, your last yeah, point so here? the Actually, we have two more uh, points that are really key here. Is that Nick Wheeler, the All-American, who we've talked up a ton and given him a lot of praise, we need to see him smother whoever is playing as the starting quarterback for Villanova, along with his defensive line mates. They need to be ready to play. They need to be ready to dominate. Final thing, though, and Sean is in agreement with me here, is that can Grant Brenneman take over this game offensively? Now, he did not statistically light things up last year. He had, I believe, six touchdowns and four interceptions.
1: I think he, had, I think he did have the highest
0: quarterback rating at 133. It's still not statistically he. Did, I I trust that that quarterback rating proves he's a good quarterback. I just he did not. I might be wrong. Oh my god. You might no. I think you're right because he was an all conference performer. Oh okay. It's just statistically he didn't really stick out for Colgate. Well, because he's a dual threat guy. Yeah, he's a he's a dual threat guy. But again, my focus here is if he can light things up, that is really going to change the landscape of this game is if he can take over and he can prove he can be a more consistent passer.
1: Do you want to get a little bit farther away from me in the studio here? What do you mean? (laughs) We're about to... It's not like yesterday. It's not (laughs) like yesterday when
0: we were basically able to butt heads from how close we were. Or not yesterday, last week when we recorded. I like this a lot more. Yeah, I don't have to get so close just to you smelly <laughs> oh now you want to <laughs> be hurtful all right so our <laughs> second game is Youngstown State at Sanford two storied programs that have been very very good about the past five years even longer than that now for Youngstown State Sean what was your key to victory for them if they want to win this game and beat Sanford.
1: Well, you criticized me for this, but I said finding the new top running back after losing senior I did senior not criticize Tevin you. McCaster. I just questioned Okay, you question what you why I put it in there. Well, the first week of the season, uh it depends. It's a really high adrenaline game and it sets the tone for your entire season. Obviously, there are different games within the season that can be tone setters, but the first game is unlike any other. So finding the the top running back that's going to perform under those circumstances uh, is a big key to winning because then you're going to find your dude uh, not only for that game but for possibly the rest of the season. So I think it's a huge, huge point of emphasis and key to victory that they find who their next top running back is. Uh,
0: my, what do you want? Uh, hmm. So I think it goes in line with that. Do I? I think it goes in line with that. My next point there is that yeah. this offensive line needs to mesh. They're losing three starters, and of all position groups to lose three starters, offensive line is not one that you want to have to deal with that. So if they can mesh, if they look clean, those experienced guys that didn't start much last year, if they can step right in and fill the roles of those those guys that they lost, they can pave the way for Tevin McCaster and The other pieces for this Youngstown State offense. Do you want? uh, Go ahead. Do you want me
1: to get to the last point? Yeah, go ahead, boss. Are you sure? I think you wanted to get to this one. You were the one who wrote it down. Yeah, but you said to put it in. I thought you wanted to say it.
0: Um, no, you 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 put it down. I wanted you to say it.
1: (coughs) You ready? Yeah. The Vindicator rated the defensive secondary uh, as a C-minus last season. So I think a big key to victory uh, in this game is the secondary taking a step forward and working towards a better grade from the Vindicator. And then... um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the reason why we put this in there... Not just because of the defensive <laughs> secondary stuff, but what the hell is the vindicator? What is this? Is it, is what it, news source or analysis guy, site or what do they have going on yeah, over who, who, Youngstown he, State? Yeah, who, who's just going around calling themselves the Vindicator? Is it? Is it a cult? <laughs> <laughs> the, va- the Vindicator determines who stays. It's probably like an unverified guy on Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't have a. He doesn't have a, uh, an av- avatar on Twitter. <laughs> just a big penguin yeah it's just a big old penguin <laughs> uh, okay. watch, watch the vindicator find us and, and prove us wrong well I mean it's
1: the vindicator so I have, <laughs> he's all-knowing he's gonna vindicate
0: <laughs> believe in FCS football D plus <laughs> oh god all right finally their opponent Samford. They need to be focused and ready to play in this game, and they're dealing with some pretty deep personnel issues, like pretty much all these teams are. What is your key to victory for them?
1: Uh, My key to victory, uh, which I found in an interview with uh, Coach Chris Hatcher, is their safeties playing up to their potential and the offensive line for Sanford playing up to their potential. Uh, Chris Hatcher said that these two position groups are the leaders of the team, And if you if you have these, I'd say the offensive line is a big group that can lead a team, and the safeties are a high impact group where they can change uh, the course of a game with one play on defense. If they can play up uh, to their potential and Hatcher's expectations, then that could be a key to victory for Sanford.
0: Where'd you find that interview?
1: Well, I found it in an article. Do you want
0: me to? Yeah, you got to cite your source, there, guy. Did you learn anything about plagiarism? Uh, Tell me what to do. I'm gonna tell you what to
1: do. (laughs) Here, let me find it. Cite your
0: source. Cite your source. God, I'm all over the place. Cite your source.
1: Joe, you got to say something. All right, I'm going to say something. (laughs) I I didn't
0: know how quickly you could pull that up. So the obvious one for anyone who is thinking about what Sanford needs to do, you could probably guess what I'm about to say. How are they going to play without Delvin Hodges, who was an iconic FCS football player in his time with Sanford? So now he's gone. He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers, their fourth quarterback on their depth chart. And he was a dominant, unstoppable force in his time when he was with Sanford, with the Bulldogs. Can this offense be as productive without him? Because it's very hard to replace a guy that puts up gaudy numbers like he did. So right now their quarterback situation is basically between Liam Welch and a South Florida transfer, Chris Oladokun. And from what I heard, Oladokun was the favorite in the spring, and he was getting most of the first-team reps. So hopefully getting that South Florida transfer is enough for, for Sanford, and he can play and step right in. Maybe not put up the same numbers as Hodges, but be a strong quarterback presence. Because right now, it's a huge question mark is can this team survive with Al Delvin Hodges,
1: did you get that information from the Alabama News Center article by Solomon Crenshaw Jr. like I did?
0: I uh, did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the thank you. Good job. You did a really.
1: <laughs> I was just wondering, Joe. You know, is yeah. that where you get your uh, information from? Uh, good job citing your source, Sean. Thanks, Mister Crenshaw. Mister um, what? Crenshaw Jr.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, that's this guy's name. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So the final thing that we're gonna do. I, I always do this. Is this is not the final thing, but every week. Sean and I are going to have a little fun and do uh, Pick'Em. Now we're going to find w- ways not, to... Not
1: Pick'Em. Not Pick'Em. Game Picks.
0: Yes, Game Picks, but we're calling it Pick'Em. No, we're not. Okay, I guess he not. Can- you could have changed it if you didn't... You I, didn't you
1: I didn't look at the title. I just... I... <sighs> All
0: right, we're doing Game Picks. We're going to pick five to ten games. We're still going to determine what we want to do once we get into the first week. We're going to pick five to ten games, and Sean and I are going to guess the scores, and every week we're going to recap the percentages. Uh, we've previously done this on other episodes, or not other episodes, other podcasts we've done. Sean crunching away with his numbers on the uh, the, the uh, Google Doc. Uh, he does a very good job. If you of Go back that. and look at the numbers. Last season, <laughs> the
1: NFL, I beat you out in winning percentage by like one percent. It was close enough. It was close enough.
0: All right. So, first game: Villanova at Colgate. Sean, what is your score prediction? Colgate
1: twenty-eight, Villanova twenty-seven. It's going to be a barn burner.
0: What? What?
1: That's you. One more whoa, whoa, whoa. you want one more time? No. Ready?
0: <clears throat> what? <laughs> Shut up. You make me sound like a senile old okay, man. My so pick you're gonna, Villanova oh. 24 Colgate 14. I don't think that this team is going to be able to fill in their depth and be able to play right away against a CAA opponent. I just think that they're being set up for a very bad situation and they're going to get stomped on. I actually wouldn't say stomped on, but they're going to lose by two scores.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So when
1: Colgate wins, I, I don't want to hear it because Colgate is a legitimate team. You can lose however many players you want. Do you understand what the culture of a football team is, Joe? Yes. They have it.
0: All right. Well, you know what? If, if you happen to be right, you'll get one more pick right than I do. So then you know it's going to be a lot of picks. Good argument Next <laughs> Next game <laughs> right, do you think, Thanks for the conversation Do you think we should uh,
1: get burned out earlier Do you think
0: they, What?
1: <laughs> burned out this conversation earlier
0: <laughs> Do you think we should uh, We should try and pick Every single game How tedious do you think That, so would, that would be <laughs> Oh, let me
1: do the math That's 63 matchups a week
0: Well the, not or every not team's a six, gonna. It's going to be about It's probably about 50 Sixth something thing. Because it's bye weeks Okay don't give me that face Next Please, thank you. The second game that we talked about, Youngstown <laughs> State at Samford. Sean Wood is your pick. Samford twenty-one, Youngstown
1: Youngstown State seventeen. I hate when you pick the same outcome. It you. sounded like you hated when I picked it different.
0: <laughs> See, I like disagreeing with you though. But the thing is, if one of us is right or one of us is wrong, then nothing changes. It's just a it's a useless pick. You know, it's what not I mean? a useless pick. You want to be correct. That's true. What if we're both a hundred percent? Wouldn't you rather be a hundred percent than fifty percent? That's impossible for us to be both 100% because we have differing picks. With it. Never mind. My pick, though, 28, Samford, Youngstown State, 24. Uh, the way that I look at this game, though, I, just, I think that Samford can still retain that level of offensive explosiveness despite losing Hodges. They have a very good coaching staff for the Bulldogs. Um, I don't really see anything that gets me excited about Youngstown State. I'm not saying they can't have a good year, I just don't see them favored in this uh, in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I just think that I mean they do have a lot of seniors returning for Youngstown State, but it's not a lot of high impact seniors. Which is, you know, they're prop. You know, they're senior. You know what I'm saying, right? I th- I think. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't, don't right. know where you were going with that. Yeah, I'm
0: not going anywhere.
1: All right. off the rails (laughs) rails. I was on the rails I'm off All
0: right. now finally the last thing we're going to get to though Sean same thing we do every single week we were hoping to get some more questions but we didn't get a ton for this episode and that is our social media and DMs and the one that we got is from our wonderful friend Adam Sabula and he was asking us what is going to be the biggest surprise of the 2019 season Sean what do you think is going to be your biggest surprise
1: Hmm. What is going to be the biggest surprise of the 2019 season? You know, this is a really good question to um to predict, Joe. What do you mean? What is going to be the biggest surprise? Um how about North Dakota State doesn't win the championship? All right. Is that your your biggest surprise? I guess Adam Sabula. <laughs> I guess. What's your biggest surprise of the 2019 season, Mr.
0: when um, <laughs> You're asking him directly. Yeah, I want
1: to know now. <laughs> hey, I hate this question. Oh, uh, you, know what? you know what I
0: just realized? He also sent us something else earlier in the week, and we didn't do it. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself. Do you want me to take over the production duties? Hey, you can contribute you more. Want- you can always contribute more. I have never less. been... St- What's your biggest surprise, Joe? Go ahead. Um, I, My biggest surprise. I don't think there's going to be as many... CAA teams in the playoff. Oh, I think we had six last year. That's a good answer. I think it's gonna be three or four. I think that the CAA, <laughs> the CAA, consistently beats up on themselves. It's not gonna be that tough for them to significantly dip in the amount of teams that are going to be in the playoff.
1: Okay, I actually got a real one for you. Okay. UC Davis uh, doesn't uh, end up within uh, the top. I bet UC Davis either barely makes the playoffs or misses.
0: Oh, okay, so here—oh was the other thing that no Abu sent us. Oh wait, no. What? He said wait.
1: UC Davis either barely makes the playoffs or they or they miss.
0: That's a fair one. Do you think it's because Jake Mayer doesn't play as well as he could?
1: I think it's because someone's going to figure out Jake Mayer, oh. and then they're going to then they're going to be able to stop him.
0: Ah. Okay, that's a good take. Interesting surprise. But so the other thing that he was asking us, and we'll just kind of throw a couple out here. He sent it to us right after we recorded last week's episode, and he was asking, I'd love to hear your take on the next podcast of the top five or top ten NCAA FCS stadium atmospheres. So we're not going to go that deep, but just kind of throw out a couple that that really stood out to you because we're a little bit, actually, a very unique perspective because we've actually been inside the stadium while the games have gone on. I don't know about you, but I think one of the biggest atmosphere is in the most one that stood out the most to me was jmu those fans are crazy they are rabid um i have been pegged with things on the sideline um i have been verbally accosted but that's because you ride the bike
1: that's you you, i'm getting my legs loose you got (laughs) <laughs> I hate this bit that you do. I hate it so much, Joe. Every time, I haven't taken a seat in one NCAA football game ever. No matter if I've played because you or don't not. Play. Even if I've played or not, I played uh, more extensive drives that that have required seats. And guess who's always sitting down during the game is Joe Giallonardo on not, the
0: sideline with. I am special. not sitting up for the game because I am tired. I am sitting because anyone that knows anything about sports is if you stand in one place for an extended period of time your legs get tight I sporadically go out there every 20 plays do you know how easy it is to get tight for my legs my hamstrings to get tight and then I feel like crap and then I can't snap the ball I sit down so I am fresh and I retain my level of freshness throughout the game I hate it when you ride the bike I, when, when how, it, you, how am I supposed to keep I my legs ha- fresh?
1: I think you like the attention Like when we were at Maine two years ago And you were on the bike And all the, the Maine uh, fans were yelling at you And making fun of you I think, it's I think you but love that I attention No, because you like the attention, Joe You like saying, oh, look at me I'm in the game, I'm riding the bike Look at me, I hate the bike bit uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you a jump any rope. Any
0: good You jump give rope. Give me a jump rope. You jump I rope will on the sidelines. Use it. How about that? You spe- use that jump rope any good and let's specialist, see how long you stand up for. Any good specialist <laughs> Any good specialist knows that you need to do something to stay fresh. Now, punters and kickers will kick into the net. I don't have the the uh um the privilege. I don't have the privilege and the opportunity to do that with what I do because they're constantly using it and I don't like stamping into a net. Adam
1: Sabula is tearing this show apart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is it with our uh, listeners? Let uh, me see Him here. and that
1: Rusty. <laughs> let me see here. Uh, Towson stunk uh, as an atmosphere. Delaware? Actually, no, I don't think Delaware. Delaware was actually – Delaware was good. Elon was like
0: uh, – they, they didn't pack they, the stands. They, they, they
1: weren't juiced up. I don't know. Maybe if it's another down south team that they're playing. Let me think if there are any
0: others. Um, Maine was okay. I was not a fan of their fans. You loved it. No, okay. I'm talking from the perspective of the fact that their fans went out of their way to yell at us because we had to. Never mind, I don't want to get into it. I think everything that I've seen
1: about Montana, their fan base is really good. Okay. Uh, but I no, th- we're talking from the perspective of places we've played. I got you. But I'm just I'm looking down the list here, the top 25, seeing if there's anything else I see. Uh, Stony Brook, if that place is full, oh, if that's it's full, not going to be fun. If yeah. it's not full, it's just kind of like it. it it's a weird vibe there, but if yeah. it's full, then they're coming at you. Um, they do a stupid wolf howl that I don't love. Let's see. New Hampshire.
0: New Hampshire's not bad. New Hampshire. If they fill it, it's a pretty interesting yeah, environment. But the but
1: they're, but the, the behind-the-goalpost bleachers are too far back for those fans. Yeah, impact. Yeah. Just because there's a track around the field.
0: It boggles my mind how some stadiums can do that, how they have the track. Like, why would you do that? I think it just it, looks awkward.
1: I know. I don't like it very much either. I think it's kind of high school hairy stuff. Yeah. Uh, JMU, they always pack it. Let me think.
0: I think um, JMU has to be my top. I So I said this on Twitter. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Harvard easily bottom. Harvard. No one goes to those games. Harvard
1: is still one of the coolest stadiums I've been It's in. cool. I think the stadium yeah. is really cool. I think Donnie Smith deserves a statue for getting us through that fence. Uh, last year, not through the rabbit hole, yes. which I would have yeah. inevitably been, been stuck in.
0: So Harvard, if you don't know, they have this this tiny little hobbit hole that you have to crawl and and duck under to get through. If you're the opposing team, and it's like a thing that they try to do to rattle the opposing team. Maybe that was built when players were a lot shorter or something. But um, uh, Donnie I- Smith, one of our assistant coaches was apparently one of the first people to finagle his way into us the not having person. to go through that hole. Apparently we were the first yep. team ever to yes. not go
1: through that hole. So, I, But I, I thought Harvard Stadium, it the way that it was um, designed, I think is really cool. Atmosphere, not a lot of players, or not a lot of people. Brown, I guess maybe it's because it's smaller. Brown's I, horrible. I, I like their their home stands though. I like how big it is. I, I tell you, I, I don't like... I.
0: If it wasn't a night game, I think it would have been a little bit better. Because that stadium is not meant to be played with lights. I think it's cool with lights. I could... You, you, Could you see?
1: Could you see during that game? It's just cool. It's a cool... I like the house on the hill with the bell. It's cool, but you can't see. You can't see.
0: Yeah, I can't. You
1: need glasses. I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> I know. So you... Day to day, you need glasses. All right. I don't. I can see. All right. What else? Sorry, I, I, I'm really... I, now I'm starting to really like this conversation that you sh... Oh, we got to be out of here. Yeah, we got to be here. Oh, okay. Tony's going to (laughs) get mad. Tony's not here. Who's here? Uh, I don't know her name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We haven't been to William & Mary yet. We haven't. We're going this year. Oh, you're just going to keep going? Uh, We haven't been to Richmond. (laughs) The Richmond campus is beautiful. Uh, Main track around the field, minus points. I haven't been to Villanova. Villanova always looks gray Uh, in all the film that I see. Yeah, Villanova's... Underwhelming. Central Michigan was.
0: That's not FCOs.
1: I know, but it lived up to it. I'm just going through what I've seen. Okay.
0: You've got to stay. Do you have anything else?
1: Do you have anything to contribute before you go and ask people for take, their money? I get what. If you'd <laughs> like to advertise, on Believe, reach out to me or Sean, and we'll direct you to the proper personnel to get you situated with that.
0: All right, and we already knocked that out, so we don't need <laughs> to do that. Thank you. All right, that's gonna be it for us, though. Thank you for listening in to the FCS football podcast make sure you follow us on Twitter at Joe Deleone D-E-L-E-O-N-E and Sean Anderson at Sean Anderson 65 also make sure you follow Believe Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram at Believe B-L-E-A-V podcasts also check out their website Believe.com B-L-E-A-V that's where you can find our show in addition to Apple Podcasts Google Play Stitcher iHeartRadio and spotify or anywhere else you think you can find a podcast heck there's probably even more places that we don't even know about because they push the podcasts to different locations other than the ones that are um the most visible ones though that is going to be it for us have a wonderful rest of your day